Hello, guys. We are back. I have a very special guest with me today. Her name is Rita Remark, a dear friend of mine. We will probably be very big jackasses on this podcast today, but it's going to be great. So Rita is very accomplished for her age, very accomplished in general. She is a manicurist and a global lead educator for Essie Nail Polish. She's worked at Fashion Week and she's done huge names, if you ask me. Uh, Kate Moss, Cara Delevingne, Kendall Jenner, Serena Williams. So hello, Rita. Hi, Bianca. <laughs> How's it going? I'm so charmed. <laughs> I'm so charmed. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad we don't have any champagne. I, I actually, I want champagne and I want a robe. That's oh, true. yes. We should have We should have done that. We are very unprepared. <laughs> yes. I am lounging, though. Yeah. Like, if you can picture what we're doing right now, we're both lounging on a couch. This is yeah. about as cash as you can get. Yes, it's very relaxed it's in here. Darling. And the lights are dim, which I appreciate. Yes. Good lighting. That's yes. a nice touch. Thank you so much for coming on. Actually, I'm so excited to do this. So Rita's been doing my nails for how, like, forever now. Forever. Like, forever as in, like, this is like four years. Four or five years now. Four or five years. It's crazy, right? Yeah, it's amazing. So pretty much we set up at your house sometimes and like we've Mm -hmm. become friends of course Mm -hmm. and I was I feel like we finally crossed that threshold however like yeah like I remember doing your nails and being like oh she's my friend but I actually only see her when she wants her nails done how can I how can I make her my not nail just nail friend how can we actually start hanging why did we both feel the same way about each other but not make this official (laughs) we were playing hard to get (laughs) for five years That's actually so stupid. I feel, is this like a, when Harry met Sally? When, when they're like, I had been doing her nails for five years. I always wanted to hang out. Oh, okay. So Rita also did our panel back in July. Um, you were very well received. Everybody loved you and thought that what you had to say was really, really awesome and super inspiring. So, I mean, those of you who don't know, we do a panel discussion. Well, we've done a couple in Toronto, basically speaking about how to you know, cultivate a career or elevate a career that you're already in or quit your job and do something else because mm-hmm. you hate it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that yeah. was the case for me a long time ago. So <clears throat> for a lot of us. Yeah, totally. So how did you how long have you been doing nails? How did you start? Why do you love it? Why don't you love it? <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I can't stand it. No. Um, I mean, it's like anything you I, I absolutely love it. And then there's days where I can't stand it. But I think I don't. if you love something and if you love it all the time, I think you forget why you love it. I think it's important to hate something every now and then, or even just for a day or for a couple hours and be like, I'm sick of this. But then... That's just like part of being a creative, right? Yeah. And then come back to it and be like, oh, I'm sorry, baby. No, you're my everything. (laughs) Like a a relationship. Like a relationship. (laughs) Don't be like that. (laughs) So I... Yeah, so I started... um, uh, aesthetics going into the aesthetic program that I went into was literally supposed to like supplement my big makeup artist career I was going to be a makeup right artist. I forgot about this yeah I wanted to and not just I wasn't interested ironically like especially since what I'm doing now revolves around fashion and with beauty um, I wanted to learn the basics of those but I actually wanted to be doing like horror films I wanted to be weird doing, really I, I didn't I, know that I know you wanted to do like special effects I, yeah it was a little morbid which I hate doing I know and I loved it I loved it I, and I had um I wanted to do like aliens beards uh, cuts like and I I loved all of that stuff because for me it was with fashion it's so subjective it's like some people love it some people hate it um but with uh like cuts abrasions aliens if it doesn't fool your eye you failed 
So there's right. no there's no being subjective. So I liked the It's like spot on or it's shit. Exactly. You know? And I liked the organic Like when you see that really bad Halloween makeup and then yeah. you see like the really like you're like it, I totally understand what or, you or mean. Or you see the wig netting. It, right. it, it drives me crazy in movies sometimes. Right. So for me, I, I just felt like, oh okay, well that's black and white and I like working in that kind of a environment. Um but yeah, and I mean I was always I kind of I'm I'm super competitive with only mainly with myself, <laughs> you know. You, Scorpio, you're laughing, yeah. And I'm Scorpio, um, doy. So <laughs> I um I remember being like, I I, I really want to do this, but I also it's gonna take me a long time to get where I want. Ah, uh, good point, man. Really long Fuck. time. Yeah. And I and it's not like I wouldn't appreciate that journey. Yeah course life lessons along the way but there's part of me that felt like if I'm gonna put my guts into something I want payoffs sooner than that mm. um so I <clears throat> in the back of my mind I remember thinking okay well if this is gonna be like a long haul I need something else to supplement this so I went into aesthetics thinking oh what a great way to you know add on to my career I can only benefit myself by knowing more about skin or knowing more about you know aromatherapy or how to I, I remember even the funny thing is is like even in my my makeup courses there was points where we'd be doing a period makeup and my teacher would say you know makeup artists tend to have to do nails on set so it's good if you know how I wasn't always in my class because I do makeup too and I was like yeah so get the nail person to do it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Enter me. Did somebody call my name? <laughs> I just like. I was in, always like, like I'm. A, I can't even fucking paint one nail. Like I'm uh, not doing it anyway. Yeah. No. But it, the funny <clears> thing is, it just never occurred to me because right. even in that class, I remember on my exam, I got bonus points because I polished her nails red for like a '60s look. And my were you good at it? Like in, like right away? I was really good at it. Weird. But isn't it funny how you don't? P.S. When you do my nails, they literally last longer than any ever than anyone's ever done. Like so, they'll yeah. last me like they'll grow out, but they'll last me like four fucking weeks that's ridiculous that doesn't make sense no seriously that's like that's like not that, a thing that happens that makes me very proud and i'm thrilled yeah. that you say that yeah Thanks for that one yeah um i yeah it, 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 it's super funny that you you can be so good at something but it never occur that i could make a career out of totally. it totally and that was the thing mm-hmm. um so i remember going into uh aesthetics and then Honest to God, my manicure pedicure classes, which were mandatory for the full aesthetic certificate, I remember thinking, all right, I'll get through this. Isn't that like... It's... I know. And even in my head, I knew I'd be good at it. But I got into the class. I had like a really rad teacher who really inspired me. Her name is Jessica Ellison. She's rad. And like it was literally within three weeks that I went oh man I love this like that quick that quick because Hmm. I think my competitive streak kicked in again (laughs) we're we're back at that place again I've gone a full 360 okay wait I want to talk about this so when you say you're competitive what does that really mean for you I want to be what it means to me is being good at something right away where I know I can um because I'm not competitive so much with other people I'm really in the sense that and I think it's great to be competitive, but I'm I'm very happy to be good at something and be successful in my own right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, For me, it was a matter of, oh, if I'm just really naturally good at this and I really, really enjoy this, I'm going to follow this because I might be more I might be more successful than 
special effects Rita, nails Rita will be more successful because I'm this is just coming naturally to me and I can see a more clear work path doing this. Okay, got it. It's it, it seemed like <clears throat> it, it made more sense to me. And to be honest, in my gut, I felt like I remember saying to myself, like, there are the like the the Val Garlands, the Gucci Westmans, the Pat McGraths of the mm-hmm, makeup mm-hmm. world. Who are the people who are doing that in the nail world? Right. You know, and I started finding myself opening like opening magazines and looking in the gutter for for um uh like fashion editor like fashion beauty photo shoots and seeing if there's a manicurist on set. And then sometimes I would see it. You hit it right at the perfect time too, yes. because it was just when nail art was starting to get like yes. really popular. You know, like everybody thinks of it now and it's just so common, but it wasn't it, the case it was not. before. I'm telling you, my first two years <clears> in salon, I did manicures and French manicures. That is it. Like I right. did, yeah, just color or a French manicure. The, that was my bread and butter. It was only until like my third third year doing it that I started getting requests for nail art which again was a shocker to me. I'm like, oh, okay, I know I, I can be good at this, but at the same time, I needed to practice it. That's why people are like, where did you learn? I'm like, I, there was nobody who would teach it. You, would right, kind of, you, yeah. really, you literally had to go home and just practice it and try new things. Um, did you ever so, think that you wanted to just give up? Um, like along the way, like you felt defeated at all? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Defeated, it, and the funny thing was, it was that, it was those moments where you forget why you love it so much. Like I was working at an incredible salon. Like I loved the people I was working with. I loved seeing my clients. I was in this great routine, but something in my gut for un- like unbeknownst to me, I was like, I don't know if I like this anymore. I was like, I'm, I'm, I feel tired. I don't know what I want. And I quit and I left. Did you have anything lined up? Nothing absolutely nothing yeah to the point where i quit and left and went traveling like that's was that was my thing okay so i didn't know that so you quit Uh and you didn't even you were just like i'm not doing this right now like you didn't focus on it is what i mean Uh, yeah i needed to step away from all of it and that Mm. was the that was the crazy thing because i even had um i like did like a a little backpacking journey like i went to thailand um cambodia Laos, new zealand and australia how long uh four and a half months Wow. By myself. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. It was intense. And that was the crazy thing because I'd always wanted to do it with a sister or a friend. And I had always convinced myself like, Rita, you know your limits. You know your limits. There's no way you would survive alone on a trip. And then it came down to it. And I thought. But it's like those are just the limits that you just created by saying it. It's like there's, you know, your limits. What does that really mean? Oh, no. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's the story of my life. though. Yeah. Yeah. I constantly am doing that to myself being like, no, no, no. It's okay. Like, don't. I'm not. You know, I'm not. putting up a putting up a stop sign for myself i just know my limbs because i know myself that well and it's a do you lie. know that you're full of shit i'm oh i'm totally full of shit. <laughs> in the moment it's it's me creating right. a nest and a safety nest yeah. and being like oh i'm so cozy i'm comfortable totally like that's that's scary so that for me honestly oh my god i love that you just said that that's like brilliant because the only way to grow or evolve and I mean, I struggle with this a lot. So it's easier said than done is to put yourself in com- uncomfortable situations. Oh, yeah. Where you're like, let's say, for instance, if it comes to nail, like in <clears throat> pertaining to nails, like, oh, I can't do that. That's what that artist does. And this is like what their thing. And I wouldn't be able to do that. This is what I do. Stay in my lane. And how limiting yes. is that? Oh, my gosh. I, I still do it to this day. I'll be like, well, that's ah, that's not my specialty. Or maybe I, I, I don't want to offend anybody. And it's like, well, I mean, why don't I just 
go forward and do what I want to do. And I mean, an offend isn't the right word. It's like step on any toes, copy anybody, yeah, blah exactly. blah blah. Yeah, totally. Yes, yes, thank you. So <clears throat> that trip that was terrifying. I remember even walking into the my, my sister dropped me off at the airport at like eleven o'clock p.m. and I'm like twenty four years old with a backpack on, being like, what? heck am I doing and I'm like and I'm stirring and I have this little diary in my backpack and I have like this first entry that I wrote when I was at the airport thinking like I'm excited I'm going on this journey and I was it was lies like the first three pages <laughs> of my journey of my diary so you're lies. literally lying to yourself lying to myself in my diary <laughs> being like if I write it down it'll make it true <laughs> affirmations <laughs> it was the most ridiculous thing I love reading through it because in the four pages later I'm like I was terrified. I was like, there was no, like landing in Thailand. I, I like get this. Like the only time I'd ever traveled, I hadn't. I hadn't traveled alone. First of all, right. I had taken one plane ride by myself. You're like, I took the bus to Queen and Zadina. <laughs> literally, literally. I, like I remember my first train ride being like my first solo train ride being 16 and being like, I got this. I got this. And most people are like five years old when they do that. I traveled like, alone really young because my dad lived away, so I always would travel. So I was kind exactly. of used to it. But going on a trip like that, I've never done. I think I'd be really scared too oh, yeah. for Sorry. that long. I'm gonna take off my coat because it's. <clears throat> restricting my <laughs> hand gestures which you can't see but are large okay um so so yeah like it was it was really funny um to finally do that and and doing that trip and doing what terrified me I remember looking back on that like even six months later and thinking oh my god if I would have never done that that I wouldn't, there's absolutely no way I could have handled myself or like had the composure to do what I'm doing now in my career. Okay, so fast forward, you finish, you get back from your trip. What's the deal? What was your plan? What were you thinking? Oh, I was um, jobless at this jo- point. Absolutely, like jobless, thinking, okay, you, you know, you, you did this to start a new chapter. What now? Like, and I remember thinking, okay, well, maybe, maybe I'll teach because I, I really like working with people and I'm really passionate about education. I'm really, no, but not, not education, but like education in my industry. Yeah, yeah, there's, totally. There's a misconception about nails and there's a misconception about, you know, like, um, you know, people don't, not, don't always take us seriously, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I love being that person to change your mind. So, um, especially since I had such a great school experience, I remember thinking, oh, well, maybe I'll be a teacher because that was such so impactful to me. Um, and then thinking, okay, shit 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 sending out resumes to things that I knew I didn't really want thinking well maybe I should just go back into makeup but really missing nails Mm -hmm. like I I even missed it my gut missed it but I felt like um it was almost like a like an ex-boyfriend who I knew was good for me but I didn't want to go back to it just to prove a point you know what I mean? It was yeah. so silly. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, it but just... it's really like, who are you proving the point to? Like when you think of, I would, I do that. Sh- I still do that shit. Oh. But like, you're like, who am I? Wait, who am I proving this to again? I'm proving this myself. To like literally. Yeah. Like, it, and I do this with every instance in my life. You know this about me. Like, <laughs> I just wanted to prove a point. Like, to who? <laughs> what? Like, it's like, it's you're like, the one who's suffering through this. Yeah. Smart stuff. Yeah. No, totally. <laughs> Yeah. And in the moment, you think you're just a genius, right? Yes, exactly. I think I'm so wise. Yeah. I'm so just going to power through this. But um, yeah, again, and, and that was a scary moment too. And I think it was important for me to have nothing 
for me to fight for something. So were you contemplating going back into like a salon environment or was that out of the question and you were just looking for other stuff? I wanted to try. I, I never completely took salon out of the picture, but I wanted to try something different. I wanted a different kind of challenge. So that was why I, I, I held back because I, I came back, I got my own apartment um, and that was again, and, and again, a different thing for me because I'd always lived with people. So living alone was a different journey. Um, which I became addicted to and have stuck with ever since. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, it was it, it was it was hard to come home and have nothing. But looking back on it, I think it was really important for me to have nothing to fight for what I wanted. Because I got literally what ended up happening was what what picked me up was something out of like a like. A, like a movie I was sitting in my apartment I got a call from a number I did not recognize mm-hmm. which and I never answer those calls because mm-hmm. who does yeah no one and I answered it and it was <clears throat> a girl from a, like a PR agency being like hi um, your name has been given to me by a few people <laughs> I've heard wonderful things about you we're looking for um, the universe a, a le- <laughs> Oh my, I know. We're looking for a lead nail artist for SE Canada. Wait, what? Literally, this is what happened. I'm sitting in my half-furnished apartment. About was I, to were you my doing sister. my nails at this point? No, I was not doing your nails not at this yet. point. Not yet. I think I started doing your nails maybe four months after this period. Cool. Okay, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I... I was in, yeah, like I said, my half-furnished apartment. So wait, before you got this call, what were you doing in terms of work? Were you just working out of your house doing like one-on-ones? Yep, Yep. I was working in my house doing one-on-ones. And not not like even paying the bills with that. Like that was just me keeping up with my skill and missing it and sincerely doing it out of like enjoyment and to not lose that. Yeah. You know, because I, I needed to feel like I had a purpose because I was just sending out resumes and I gave myself an end date. I'm like, if within, you know, I don't remember this was four years ago, but like if, if at the end of the day, then nothing happens, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to go back to salon or I'm going to do something because I need to make money. This is getting ridiculous. Because mm-hmm. um, keep in mind, like before <laughs> this, I had been working, never stopped working from, you know, I had always had a job since like. I finished school. I went right to work. Yeah, yeah. I never, I never took a break. Yeah. I, I worked my butt off, and I had saved up a lot of money. And like so, you work hard. You've done some really big shit, and you are super young. So like, you work super hard. Yeah. So that's it's it's there's a lot to say there. You know. Yeah. It's and you haven't moved out of Toronto and done it somewhere else. No. You're still here, and you have done some huge names and work on New York Fashion Week and do all these amazing things and have a huge career and God knows what else coming, but. It's like people don't see the pre. Yeah, no. Do you know what I mean? They don't see the pre. Like you have to bust your ass to get there. It didn't just. No, no, of course not. Yeah. And I'm not afraid of hard work. I quite like hard work. Yeah. So it was for me, like I, I didn't just leave like willy nilly one day be like, that's it. You know what I mean? I'm going on this travel, this trip. I remember I had been anybody who would listen to me. Like I was saving money so I could go on a big trip. You know what I mean? And I was waiting and waiting and waiting for, you know, somebody to go with me or, and then that moment hit, like I went through a period where I just felt like I don't, I, I need, I need a break from this. 
and I feel like it's time to do it. And then I, out of nowhere, universe, uh, got in touch with a friend of mine who lived in New Zealand. I was like, Ben, hey, I'm, I'm really, I feel like I need to like go away and do something. I've always wanted to visit New Zealand. Are you going to be there this January? I might come for a few weeks. And he's like, no, I'm going to be in Thailand. Come there. That was all it took. Literally. I was like, oh, wait, I don't have to do this alone. I can meet a friend there. Oh, okay, great. So we, I can meet him there. I'll feel safe. Uh, I'll be with him for a week. And then I'll go off on my own. And that's literally what ended up happening. So, yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> when you get this call from this PR about the SE gig, what happens then? Um, I hang up the phone and I cried. <laughs> True story. Um, not for long. It was almost like a, did that just happen? This is, because literally I even remember being in Salon and coming back on my trip and, and reaching out to people who I really respected and being like, I want to talk about this. Like I want to, I, I, I love my industry so much. I want to, I want to, it sounds like cheesy, but it's, it's like from my gut. That's how I felt about it. I'm like, I really want to be able to, um, work with work with a brand that I like and and talk about it and 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 be able to give voice to a to a a practice that I think is really awesome and really um you know shoved in the corner as far as beauty is concerned Mm -hmm. it needs somebody to give it relevance Mm -hmm. and it needs um this this industry needs more people speaking up for it and like screaming about it and making a big deal out of it and I really wanted to be able to do that and I just needed a platform and then I just got that call so that for me all this it was it was terrifying it was exciting because were you pushing a lot of your stuff on social media at that point no I had no social media interesting absolutely like that was at the point where I was still taking pictures of my meals and like posting (laughs) on Instagram like I was I had I had no you didn't have a clue as to to how to sell myself right all and and I still to this day don't use Twitter right so it's like it was honestly ended up being my friend Laura who is one of the most like intelligent and well-connected people in the city and the PR agency who was scouting and looking for somebody to you know a bunch of people to kind of interview and talk to the brand and see if it was a good fit um, was on her last leg and she's just like oh I need to find somebody calls Laura and Laura goes have you talked to Rita Remark? And that was it. She's like, I think she, like, I think when I talked to her later on, she was like, I wasn't sure if you were still traveling, but I figured I had heard like lovely things about you. So I thought I'd throw your name into the pool. And that was, that was how I got an in. That was how my door was opened. And the funny thing was, was that I talked to her later and I had given Laura a one manicure, just one. And I remember it because when I was working at, um, uh, it was Tips Nail Bar on the Danforth where I was at. We were hosting a YSL event to celebrate their new polishes. And Laura came because she was working at Flair at the time for a manicure. And I remember I saw her the first time I saw her name and then I saw her face to face again. And I was reminded of her. And I was like, I gave you a manicure. And it was a nail art manicure. It was a moon manicure. And she started laughing. She's like, OK, well, that's why I suggested you. <laughs> Interesting. I, re- I don't. But that's what it is, though. I think a lot of it with you is you have an amazing attitude. You're super bubbly. You're super professional. I mean, we yeah. are friends now, so we have that dynamic. But yeah. I mean, I've seen you 
like on the job and in action and you're super professional and you have the right attitude so I think that's a lot of it yes Do you know what I mean because it's in a creative industry creatives tend to be like I'm going to sit down and do this nail do these nails and maybe they do it better than you but they don't have the other side yes and, and we've talked about this we've talked we have talked about this because I think that's where I doubted myself a lot of the time because there are people in the city who are better at nail nails than I am and 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 where I'm constantly humbled by their work I'm like oh my gosh like that is like that line I've been dying to get a line that's for a long <laughs> time you know but it's I, I have to remind myself that I got this job for a reason you know yeah. like I I deserve this and I've earned this yeah. because I I really, cuz you can doubt it like that. Oh, it's it only takes, you know, one wrong move and especially for me where I overthink absolutely everything I do. Yeah. I am a like textbook overthinker, so I am always like somebody could give me a weird look and I think, what did I do? I'm working on that. I'm yeah. trying to think more <laughs> instead of me thinking what did I do? I have to start thinking, hmm, what's Maybe that? it has no, nothing maybe problem? maybe it's got nothing to do with you, right? Or or nothing to do with me at all. Right. Exactly. But um but yeah, I think yeah. half of the battle, especially in a creative industry, and I don't, I'm speaking of the, speaking to this from a creative aspect because I'm in the industry too. So I don't know what, it, I don't know anything else, yeah. but there's people that are way better than me, way better than you. Maybe there's always going to be somebody better, of course, no matter what you're doing, Yeah. but it's, it's almost like you have to be able to snap yourself out of the, I'm just doing art and be able to do the other side of it mm-hmm. because sometimes, you know, it, it just doesn't equal you being successful in a career yes does that make sense no oh absolutely I think you have to be well-rounded especially if you're going to be doing a lot of um what I do which is I I have to it's it's almost like um the 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 stamina I have for doing what I do is not just you know doing nail after nail after nail I've done that and I have worked in a salon where I'm just literally just doing nails all day. so like let's say New York Fashion Week you have to talk I have to talk all all so can you give us like all. a little in, inside inside peek as to what that entails like give us like let yeah. let's say you're meeting up with a designer and a, like tell us the process okay so it's well it's I mean I I'm I'm given a schedule of like say I'm doing one designer I will meet at their studio mm-hmm. I arrive with my little kit of polishes and <laughs> that's I the know cutest kid ever <laughs> it's the cutest kid ever and it's so pol- it's so colorful and it's probably I probably have like one of the most Instagrammed kits period like really? the case. like w- people when they see SE polishes especially lined up color coordinated oh true, OCD, true like, it has to be flawless <laughs> um it's like oh my gosh and everybody's phone comes out it's it's like candy yeah yeah, yeah. it's it, because uh polish is such like a colorful yeah it's fun indulgence yeah it's pretty to look at yeah. you know um but I always know within the first few minutes how it's gonna go I'm like okay let's take a deep breath because especially <laughs> being nails and especially like I am like it, Sure, I've been doing this for a while, but in this grand scheme of things, I am a baby in this industry, especially right. working with big heads. Like I did, um, Dion Lee and the, um, Val Garland was like the, die. Were you kidding? Yes, was that's the, like my die for her. Was the key makeup artist, and I remember walking right. in that room being like, Rita, you're the key nail artist. You know, like you you own this. It's not just like she is an icon She's but it doesn't make you any less less deserving to be there because because totally. w- you walk in there and you start and she's been in the industry for a hundred years and is delightful yeah like delightful who had so many like had her her presence was calming mm. she had a lovely demeanor about her and i just remember feeling like you know 
that's like what a class act to be as successful as you are and to be as that lovely to everybody on site as she was because you know like you see a lot yeah you see a lot oh, of yeah. things man yeah, you yeah, see yeah. a lot of people being so rude to one another and yeah. keys getting, especially in you know, that setting and oh gosh egos will do that and i um anyways i know it's walking in as the nails i either feel like people will be really lovely or they'll be like oh okay uh you know set up in that corner you know and i will and there have been times when i walk in for nails where there's like the key hairstylist and the key makeup artist on the other side of the room and they're you know talking with the designer and laughing and then every now and then like one of the stylists will approach me and come be and like, see if you have a pulse have, yes exactly <laughs> come and check out the because it's, it's we're still establishing ourselves yeah and exactly I, mean, I take that for good like it's it's good and bad one i'm constantly humble because no matter how big i get in my career in beauty and fashion i still am not that big right because i'll because it's just it's just not, it's just a time compared like you know it's it very new right? exactly but also it's a great thing because i can carve a path I was just going to say, that's and, that's such a cool position to be in because you're, you can be, you can lead that, right? Yes. And I feel like I, I can lead that and I'm, and I'm happy with that responsibility and I'm happy to kind of lead in this because I, I know myself well enough to know that I really care. I mm-hmm. really care about this stuff and I won't, I won't do anything half-assed. Mm-hmm. So I, like I, where I won't trust myself in other situations, I'll trust myself in this, in that I will put like 110% of myself into this mm-hmm. and that I don't know I, it sounds like a Hallmark card but like <laughs> if I'm like at least working my butt off I don't have to be so hard like so sad about it at the end of the day you know yeah totally yeah but um, sorry back to process doing the process yeah it's so um, you know I, the designer's like if I get an opportunity to talk to the designer, I, I ask him a bunch of questions. I try to get a nail art look in there. <laughs> I try to do, and I mean honestly, like being a good artist, you know when to add on and when to take away. And there are sometimes when I go into those meetings and they're like, "It's very raw," you know, the girls aren't wearing a lot of makeup, and I think in my head, "Oh, this isn't. They shouldn't be wearing nail polish," you know. And I know that, and I know it doesn't call for it. Um, but at the same time, I also know that my responsibility is to make sure that there's a story to tell. Mm-hmm. You know, because you can't forget the, your purpose there. My purpose there is to make sure that Essie has a great story to tell and that nails have a great story to tell with this with this runway show. Because ultimately, we're going to be... I, I, I want us to create something interesting that tells a story so that when I'm talking to editors backstage, I'm giving them a story so that they can do their jobs. <laughs> you know? Because mm-hmm. I can yeah, tell... Yeah, like, like it all trickles. Exactly. it's all It all trickles in because if I'm doing a... a if a designer wants clear nail art, I'm like, well, how's anybody supposed to do their jobs then? I, <laughs> I, I, like, I, I, I get it. I can get it for like advertising. I can get it for like a photo shoot or something. But I am here to, you know, to tell a trend story and to make, you know. And I, what a lot of designers forget sometimes is that if you have a great nail art look or and it goes this it's the same with hair and the same with makeup if you have a standout look that's getting you press it's getting us press and you press like i've worked with wes gordon for a number of years i didn't this year and um, it was a bummer but he gets it he was like when i worked with him he was like "Mm, okay well let's do something cool and he would think of something and go and like I, I would polish some ideas and he would lean towards something simple and then catch himself and say oh but that's not interesting 
because he cool. knew that we would if I did a good look with him like for instance what, oh such a career highlight for me one time right. was Glamour Magazine took the look that I did for his I think it was spring summer or fall winter 15 I'm getting my my spring summer fall winters mixed up um but I did this really great look with him that was um, like a graphic nail art look. And they, out of all the, the, the looks that day, whether it was hair, makeup, or nails, they chose that look, my nail look, as the look of the day. And not only did they choose it, but they had an artist create the nail emoji out of it. And they posted it on their Instagram. Like so my cool. nail art look, they, they animated it, or, or they turned it into a cartoon. And it was like the the reader remark, Wes Gordon, Essie Polish look. That to me, like, was major. It major. Was major. <laughs> major. And again, so that's what I mean. Like, that designer is getting more press. Okay, so this is this big highlight. But what do you think it took when you look back to get to that point? To get to that point? Um, like, was it just a matter of practice or being persistent or like? I think, <clears throat> I think for me, I really had to like well to get to that point of mm, it's I hard think right <laughs> it, it's really it's really hard I, I want to mull that over but I think I did build a reputation of doing great nail art looks with him like we did two seasons where I did this really great kind of reworked French manicure with him that was like red but had like a really deep oxblood tip on it it was mad it was metallic it had a lot of elements to it that were very juicy for a story that I could talk about backstage and it, it was really how many people received. on the team with you um that year I think I called in some extra generally hands. generally mm, six seven okay gotcha. six, seven. how do you find it is to work with that many people great I'm used to it at this point yeah I am used um I think uh at first the first season because I'm like a perfectionist to work with people who I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like when I was the first shows I keyed were in Toronto and I could hire people I knew. Right. And people who could, I knew who vou- could vouch for them. But going into New York, I had to kind of my first few seasons keying, get a team that I didn't know all that well. Mm-hmm. And that was very nerve wracking for me because my role backstage is first of all, to, to do the nail art look, to teach the team how to do it and to oversee it. But at the same time, I'm generally stuck in a corner just talking and talking about trends and talking, you know. So you don't know what's going on. So I don't always have a handle on what's going on. So it made me very nervous Mm -hmm. to have, especially, um, you know, it's it's mine. It's my my design. And it really mattered to me. And and seeing it going, you know, doing doing final checks and seeing it not being executed perfectly gave me anxiety. Being like, this is not so how do you deal with communicate exactly i was just gonna say i'm very i have this conversation a lot because it's like this is your work and you have this team that you believe in let's say yeah but i struggle with having to tell people you know this needs to be fixed yes in 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 a way that's not gonna like make them want to die do you Um, know what i mean like i i I, like how do you yeah for me deal with that i i really want Especially since there are some people on my team, like last last year, I had somebody on my team who I follow on Instagram, who I had, who she was like somebody who I really admired her work, and I I showed up and she was on my team, and I was like, oh my gosh, I love you. <laughs> you know? So um, of course I didn't have a thing to say about her work, but in general, what I remind myself of is these are artists who potentially are way who have been doing this for longer than I have. 
and who are very good. Oh, that's tricky. So, Do you ever and, get intimidated? Yeah, of course, because they they are very good and they've been doing this for a long time and I have to be the one to tell them what to do. Right. So I have to remind myself, A, why I'm there and why I'm why I'm good at this, kind of like do those affirmations. Mm-hmm. Be like, this is your job. You have to be successful at it in order to be successful at it. You have to not be afraid to be a leader. A leader. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Um, so what I do in those types of situations is if it's if it's really if it's really rough, like if, if something is smudged, I'll be like, hey, that's smudged. Can you fix that? I'll, I'll point it out, but not in a way that's like, because I, I would never yell at somebody or never. No, like, I mean, it doesn't. Cool. That's not good. But you'd be surprised. Oh, like, yeah, people totally. backstage, they oh, yell. Of course. They of yell, course, they scream. The, the, if the tension is bad backstage, people's people lose Oh, it, it goes off. It's just, it's just a mess. I don't go off. I don't go off. I might get a little... Um, Snippity? Not, not, not snippity. I might get a little short. I might get a little short. Because I feel like when... I could just see you in the moment. I mean, here's the thing. Because the, the closer it gets to run... You, no, no. I'm just going to break for a second. I have... You have yelled at me when I was like... I'll be like talking about some guy that's fucking with my life. And I'll be like... And you're like, you need to stop moving. How do you expect me to polish your nails? And I'm like, oh, Rita. Got it. I see. I see. But I have like... I, I, I remind people I'm a Scorpio. I, I have some edge. And I, I'm very short. I'm just short. <laughs> I think there's a difference between being short and being obnoxious. Oh, totally. Right? totally. Yeah. So I'm not afraid to be like, if I, if something is going wrong, I might just be like, I point out things that I don't like, and then I just ask politely to fix it. That's my thing. Now here, bring, let's bring, let, let, I mean, to bring it back to the woman thing, do you feel like you see a difference, even if back, backstage or whatever setting, between men that are giving direction in that manner and women? that are giving direction in that manner. I just feel like I've noticed so many times where you'll walk away and be like, oh, she's such a bitch or she's such this. But like if a dude's doing it, being very stern and direct, it's like, oh, whatever. It's like almost like, uh, uh, yeah, nobody, yeah, nobody bats an eye. Um, that's a good question. I mean, I've, I've, I've had the pleasure of working with like really great um, peeps, peeps, (laughs) like guys who are leaders, like backstage. Um, but at the same time, of course, everybody notices that. And and I think women put it on ourselves. Like, we're very much like, uh, I don't want to be a bitch. I don't want to be that. That's true, too. You know? Totally, yeah. I'm, I'm working with other women, and I want to... I think I struggle with, like, really wanting people to like me and people to think, oh, we she, worry about what that. a great person she is, you know? Like, I really worry about that. I want to be... I want to be a leader, but I also want people to like me. And I think I I wonder to, why we want that, though. I wonder that a lot. I, I wonder. It I too. think about that a lot. Yeah, that's it's it. It bothers me that I think about it a lot because I'm like I I want to be a boss, but at the same time, <laughs> at the, at the same time, I I do believe in that whole like that that poster that everybody has in their office, like work hard and be kind to people. I yes, do believe in totally that wholeheartedly. But there's a difference in like wanting to be kind, but at the same time, the w- amount that I worry that people don't like me. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. I, if I'm kind then I shouldn't have to worry about that, mm-hmm. you know? So, But sometimes you have to be stern, yeah. you know? And I think that that's like, I mean, I talk to a lot of different people and I feel like that there's a common 
denominator when it's like we women bring that up a lot whereas yeah. like i talk to my guy friends i mean this is just my experience and my perspective but talk to guy friends and like i don't really worry about anyone liking me i just you got to get it done yeah do you know what i mean how liberating would that be like i'm like i'm constantly worrying about that, that and like, like having uh, to deal with all that stuff yeah. all the stuff yeah. you know yeah. and it's like it's like it's hard to be a leader mm-hmm. worrying about worry have to worry about being liked Having to get shit done and then having to be stern in certain instances. Yes. And being stern and unkind are two different things. In, oh, 100%. You know, so I find that that's very, can be very difficult for me to navigate. So I always ask. Exactly. My goal at the end of the day, I want people to be like, Rita is, (laughs) Rita's like really Really sexy. Yeah. (laughs) She's a total She's a dime. No. Well, that's. That's at the top of my list. That's at the top. Beyond them thinking like I'm like super sexy boss babe. I'm like, okay. Beyond that, I want them to think that I am really good to work with and that I'm a perfectionist and they want to work. And because of that, they want to work hard so that I'm like I feel like you're happy if I I earn their respect and if I'm kind to them I want them I really hope that people will just be like oh she's good I want to do this job good because she really cares yes you know yeah and I want to be that person to instill that kind of a reaction Mm -hmm. um and I mean there's going to be people who are going to be assholes regardless and I've worked with them and I've had them on my team and I've pulled and I haven't said anything to them I've I've you know noticed in the moment that this is that type of person Mm -hmm. that is just kind of miserable and is going to do their own thing but i don't need that toxicity backstage especially in that crazy environment no absolutely not i've had people on my team give me a look the wrong way and i think hmm see i have control over this so if you're going to put bring that bad energy backstage you're not on my team again and I will just <laughs> done and done done and done I don't have to say anything mean to them I just have to go through that one day backstage even if they're a good artist if they bring bad attitude backstage because there's good artists with good attitude too oh yeah you can have both and I found them I yeah. finally found them. I have a great team that I work with every season who are spectacular artists great people they and I can tell they they like to hustle mm-hmm, like I, I that's don't, important I don't want to see you standing around backstage I don't want to have to point, I don't want to tell you to, that you should be looking around for a set of hands that are unpolished. That's not my job, mm-hmm. you know? So I, it's, it's really, what's great for me now is that if I'm in this position and I have been, had opportunities where, you know what, like I, I've been able to elevate really kind, hardworking people and shut the door on people who have attitudes. And mm-hmm. that for me feels good. People who really care about what you, they do and they, they just want an open door. I can do what somebody else has done for me and that makes me so happy. So what would so would that be your advice to somebody who's trying to get into your position? Mm-hmm. Or like take that, like want to take their career from like, I don't know, let's say working in a salon or whatever it is and take, because I don't know if people understand what it takes to go from A to B. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think a lot of it is of course being super persistent and you know you're gonna get 5,000 no's and like keep going and harassing yeah but I think a lot of it is the attitude oh my gosh yes are you kidding like the only reason I'm at where I'm at is because of my attitude and I and I I don't big myself up of a lot but like I will about my attitude I'm, I'm very happy all the time I'm happy to be hard working and I, I'm happy to be working hard mm-hmm. and I bring that to my career and I bring that Regardless, and I think that's another, it's a pet peeve of mine when artists come on set with their baggage. 
I, I think artists sometimes forget like you have a job to do mm-hmm. you know I really it gives me it's like it's super angering to me where I'm like <laughs> I, we're all going through our own shit yeah don't come on set and have a bad attitude or be miserable about something like be a professional like well because you li- that impacts the entire yeah it, it the ripple effect especially being on set with a few people everybody gets their backup or gets a little bit tense or if you're somebody like me who's a people pleaser I feel like I need to balance out that energy so I'm being super happy because that person's being a little miserable and I'm exhausted oh, at the end shit. of the day because I really try to compensate for bad energy I'm like I'm I, I, I try to even the scale out a little bit and it's like and even if you're having a sad day like I get it we're all human and we have bad days but my like my dad was ill for a year like really really sick and no none of my clients knew it yeah because I did not want they're here to, because they wanted to have a great experience and they wanted to have a manicure and my job is to provide that not to sit there and be like well you know going home this weekend it's heavy it's it's not i don't believe in throwing that into work i mean we're all human and we all will have a bad day of course but i can't stand people bringing their 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 sad days their angry their their issues on set it's uh it's not professional in my opinion well the thing is that could be their first time on set with a b and c and then that's the impression that you left off with and then you just fucked up your next job Yes. Oh, gosh. Because all of our jobs are an interview. Like every set that you're on, you have to treat it as an interview because, you know, like I've done things for free. Yeah. When I was starting and I ended up getting paid thousands of dollars later on because they continued to hire me. Yes. You know what I mean? So like you have to really treat it as an interview because this is not a nine to five. This is not guaranteed tomorrow. There's Mm -hmm. no union behind you to be like, oh, well, this person was pissing me off. Like that's not the way it like, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like you're out there on your own. Exactly. You have to pick it up. And like back to what you're saying about like from A to B, that that was that was my formula, and it's going to be different for everybody. But my formula was essentially like, like talking passionately about what I do with with important people. Like I would have really great when I was working as long. I had really great, um, you know, people who worked at fashion, who worked at Flair, who worked at like Canada's. Magazines. I don't know how to sell it, man. And and it wasn't even selling it. I no, just I just gen- mean yourself, like, and just oh, be like, you know, you know, yeah. like the way I, I never said like. Oh, 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 I'm the best. It was different. It was um, starting conversations. I felt like I would have, um, I had the opportunity to talk about what I loved about the industry without talking their ear off. Like, I remember one of the first times I um, had like, uh, like a beauty editor come to see me and I remember thinking oh my gosh this is so exciting and then she sat down and I didn't really, I didn't want to push anything on her but like halfway through I was like, did you see what Alexander McQueen's like? The, did you see the nails that walked down the runway? Like, because this was somebody who understood and understood me and they could speak my language. And she was like, "Yeah, did you see they had press-ons with like holograms on it?" And I was like, "Oh my gosh, how cool was that?" And I, I felt like I could talk to somebody about my industry and how psyched I was that, oh my gosh, nails played a role in a really big runway show and people talked about it. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to share that information with somebody who who cared. So my formula was to really like just just genuinely talk about what I loved about my industry with people who I know had a good ear Mm -hmm. and who who cared about it like I did and it wasn't in my in my gut to be like oh this person can get me places but it was it was my instinct that this is an important person I'm going to treat them with respect I'm going to do the best job I possibly can and 
hopefully I can like get five minutes where I can talk her ear off about what I what I'm excited about right now mm-hmm. you know and when I was in salon they would call me like the polished sommelier because I talked about <laughs> nail polish like I talked about wine somebody would be you like you totally do and you love you know I'm like hanging off every word because you're so passionate about it yeah that's really not every day yeah I that you get that do you know what I mean yeah I no it's yeah that's true for for, for anybody who gets the opportunity to do what they love you know because I think yeah. oftentimes they as soon as they they get it they they love it and then but they won't like like emote man like yeah i i can't talk about it without getting getting bubbly or rambling like i'm doing <laughs> like i'm doing a lot already <laughs> but i i just can't because it's it it really Honestly, like having this conversation with you right now is, is really exciting for me because when I <laughs> cool. when I don't have the opportunity to talk about how much I love about like I, I feel like I'm having a conversation now that just feels genuine to me about yeah. how much I really love this. Yeah. And it's making me really happy that yeah. I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah. So I'm happy I'm talking about it right That's now. That's awesome. Yeah. Um You know what's really cool yeah. about it is that you meet so many people in our industry <clears throat> that have like been doing it for so long that are so like jaded by all the bad stuff that can happen yeah. and like just it's it's not easy to do yeah right? it's a lot of hustle and if you're not passionate about it it just makes it 10 times harder oh gosh absolutely yeah it's and and it's like we were saying before like you definitely have days where you're like oh this is shitty yeah <laughs> this is what a, what a what a crap day or weeks where you don't have jobs <laughs> and you don't have work yeah and you're like this is really shitty i like I, I put all of my love into this job and they just, they're ghosting me. This job is ghosting me right now. Oh, shit. Like, what the hell? Like, and then I get, and then I get angry and I'm like, well, there's other people who are working and I don't have a job. Like, oh, no. I've to- are you, you know? kidding? And How are like, they working? I'm sitting, are you joking me? Like, you get your whole ego just is like out of control. That person got that job? I wanted that job. Oh, I, oh. And then I'm looking at my Instagram and like, I'm seeing everybody's work and, oh, they got to do nails for that cover. I wanted to do that cover, you know? Like, and you get that, that that panic and that's when i'm like oh man this i'm angry (laughs) i'm so happy to know that you feel like this too yeah everybody panics because then like it's like those how do you get through the panic though how do i get through the panic Ooh, good question because Um, i think that okay so i think everything you've said is amazing but I think the reason why people don't actually, and it doesn't have to be nails, doesn't have to be makeup, it doesn't ha- I can, you can want to be a tennis player, like I don't care. It yeah. doesn't matter what it is. People don't know how to let go of that security of having a job where you're getting benefits and na 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 And I've been there. Oh, yeah. And you're just terrified to take that leap because of these instances yes. when you're not going to be working for f- however long. And I'm used to, we're used to it now to be like, okay, I know this is coming. Yes. Let's budget the money out. Yes. Exactly. And like, I know this is going to happen at this time of year. Like yes. chill out. You're going to be busy again. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. You just have to trust in it. And that takes a little bit of time. Cause like, yes. I would freak out. Like I'm never working again. No one's ever hired me again. <laughs> this is over. And you, and it's so ridiculous. Right. Yeah. But I think that like mindset will manifest that happening. So you have to kind of just come back and be like, listen, you know? Yeah. I so think, I think people are afraid to get into something like that or like be freelance and be their own boss and all that because of that exact, that exact thing. Yes. I, <clears throat> just by virtue, I am always a prepared person and I'm not like, I, did you like, what, what was it when it was the year 2000? Like, were you, <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Did Why I have a bathtub get... full of water? At, you like... had a bathtub full of nail polish. <laughs> I'm going to paint my way through this bitch. <laughs> um, for the record, in 2000, I think I was in grade seven. <laughs> no, but oh my gosh, are you kidding? I just so terrified of the millennium. Um, but no, I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a prepared person in general for when it, in, in terms of my comforts like if like if, if i'm if i'm working a lot it's not like i'm gonna be like oh i'm working a lot treat yourself i'm gonna go out and buy like a big purse you know what i mean like i am realistic and that <laughs> i am that person <laughs> i mean I'm, I'm that person from time to time <laughs> believe me like i have way more pairs of jeans than i will ever wear yeah. i don't know why i own so many pairs of jeans but i like i i'm not a fool in that i have one part of my account that I can't access through my my debit card where I pretend that it's not there and that is my safety net you know I should do that yeah I have that but I can I can access it I, I've, 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 <laughs> so I've, it's kind of to I've beat the purpose such, yeah but I've made it such that I've convinced myself that it's not there right of course. you know like it, so for me I remind myself of that and then I also remind myself of my of like advice my mom gave me when I was a kid because I mean especially being the youngest you want everything now, and or if something's really rough and and really rough and you want it over with all of those types of things I'm very impatient in that way in my life like I want something instantly or I want something to be over right away if it's uncomfortable, mm-hmm. um, but for me it's always been like nothing is permanent and I know that sounds like obvious but doesn't feel those, obvious when you're not working and you have no not, gigs coming in yeah when you have no gigs coming in and your my nerves are at like peak i i have to give myself that information i have to remind myself that this is this will pass nothing is permanent even the great times even like the you know i even when i'm like super <coughs> super busy i like this is a permanent don't forget that you have to have that safety net yes. you know like everything will pass yeah. like so if i'm going through that phase which right now actually and i'm in yeah i'm in i'm supposed to be doing toronto fashion week preparing for toronto fashion week right now this that was my october that's been my october for the past 4 years and toronto fashion week just canceled mm-hmm. so uh, this october i'm sitting here like like tapping tables and being like oh my gosh I, I should be working right now like my internal clock but you know what i've really trained myself to do is like okay you need to use this time to do whatever you need to do yes you know what i mean because like you get so busy you're like i have no time to do this i have no time to do that and then when the time comes you're like i want to work now but i'm re- i really try and use that time to like work on things that i've you know haven't touched on or left you know haven't haven't taken the time to finish oh yeah i went through or whatever the other day i <laughs> had a really great afternoon for me this was this is a great afternoon for me I went through my kit and did something that I haven't done in ages which is literally open up every single bottle of polish in my kit make sure it's thin not like glunky because mm-hmm. it's happened to me before where I'll get on set and I haven't perfectly screwed on the lid of one of my polishes and it's thick and I can't mm-hmm. use it mm-hmm. and I remember thinking oh. so yeah. I went through all the polishes in my kit cleaned off all the lids thinned them out properly um, like, and I never get that opportunity and reassess how I organize everything. Cause when you're busy, you just throw everything in your kit and you run. What a fucking disaster. Oh yeah. No, my, like I, <clears throat> my kit threw up across my living room floor and I just like organized my files, went online thinking, okay, well, what else can I add to my kit or how can I organize this more efficiently? Or you just come up with other ideas of things you want to do. Oh yeah. yeah do you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Oh gosh. And, and I get that all the time. Like, yeah, you're doing this right now, but 
what else have you got on the back burner? And I think, <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Oh, <laughs> no, no, nothing going on. <laughs> you know, are you kidding? Because when, I, especially, they always ask me that when I'm really busy. Really. And I'm like, and I'm like, nothing. Can you see me? I'm like losing my mind. I'm so busy right now. Like this is this is all I want to be doing. And I guess what I want to do is continue doing this. You know, and it's important. Like you, you have to stop and remind yourself of people that this, like I was saying earlier, nothing is permanent. So I have to. Oh, I should start thinking of a plan B. And I mean, like, it's not like I don't have ideas of things that I'd want to do, but actually start like laying Tangible. down foundations yeah. to what that could be yeah. is definitely where my mindset is right now. Gotcha. One last question. Mm. Mm. <laughs> hi, hi, hi. <laughs> you know what? I had the question in my brain and now it left. Let me think. Okay. What would you, what would you say is like your final piece of advice for somebody who I mean going back to what we were saying wants to like let's say let's say they're even in a job that they love yeah in a job that they love hate whatever but wants to take that step to go and be their own boss open up their own shit whatever you know just like stop being so fucking scared Mm. to leave your you know comfort zone and do what you really want to do because like for mm-hmm. me, it took like a year of really like I was broke. I had no money. I was yeah. killing myself freelancing and like trying to get my name out there. Luckily, I had a business partner to fall back on. But you have to kind of put in that time and just die for a while. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. To get to where you want to get. So like, what would your advice be in order to get from that scary zone to the not scary zone? Um, well, a few things. For one, don't forget the reasons why you got into it and don't forget the reasons why you want it. Don't like, don't lose sight of what you want. It's not going to be easy. I can promise you now, like what you're going through right now, that's meant to happen. Anybody who I know who's gotten to where they they have gotten to is not like, oh, well, that was just really easy and and like a really slow and steady climb up. No, you're going to (laughs) fall flat on your face. You're going to be, you're going to come home from Australia and be living in an apartment that you are afraid that you can't afford within months without a job. You know, like you're going to have these moments where you question yourself, but don't forget that the things that you want aren't going to come without being terrified or broke or um, intimidated and most likely all of the three. All at once. All at once. (laughs) At most moments. That. And don't let that hinder your enthusiasm. Because I think a lot of people who want to get where they're at lose enthusiasm, which is what we're talking about, where people are just like, I'm I'm tired of this. Like, I... Uh, you know um, I'm 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 scared I'm broke and I'm intimidated and I don't have any enthusiasm anymore yes exactly and then they lose their enthusiasm because they feel like it's never gonna happen but you that's my big thing like I am like you gotta be people I think you just gotta be be, relentless yeah people are afraid to really show what they're excited about because I think the conception is that oh it's dorky or it's tryhardy or you know the people are really self-aware and it's like this whole fake it till I make it thing and I can believe that to a certain extent Mm -hmm. but don't let that translate into your attitude like the whole fake it till I make it oh I'm gonna pretend like I am a boss it's like yeah say that in your head but be enthusiastic and be humble and be hardworking. That's a at good the point. End of the day, say that pe- shit in your head. Say that shit in your head, but don't translate that into your to to the attitude you bring on set. I meet people and or in the world. Period. Yeah, I, I meet people who, um, like like I said before, where I 
I, I think, oh, wow, they're, they're a much better artist or a much better at this aspect of the industry than I am. But I also frequently meet people who are a lot worse than me who give me attitude. And I just think, you know what? I got where I am by being nice to people who I respected. Like, like do you, I, I almost look at them and I think, you, do you not know that if I get along with you and we work really well together, I will open doors, I will work with you? It really frustrates me because I had... I came in like, I came in the door really, really wanting to work hard and really wanting to work with people who I respect and knowing my place and being like, I am not the this this nail star. I I need to work for it. And I meet people and I'm just disappointed in that. I I've seen your work. You're really good, but then you're really rude, mm-hmm. and it really bums me out. Like don't don't be like that. Don't have an ego in that way. I think a, a healthy a healthy like. You know, I think good it's more confidence. I think it's more thing. confidence, though. Yeah, but I, that that's my that's my main thing. Like, sure, fake it till you make it in certain aspects, but don't don't be a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> main advice from Rita: Do not be a jerk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's so true. It's Seriously. just disappointing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially since I come from like. It's like when you like that. have this celebrity in your mind that you've loved forever, and then you meet them, and you're like, he's such a dick, and it ruins your entire. perception of them you know what I mean yeah because then there's always going to be the ones that like really amp it up and you're like oh well that's that's why she got so big that was Serena Williams for me yeah was she amazing baddest babe she was amazing yeah she's spectacular I loved her she athletes get it though yeah they they really get it she came on set with the best at like the best energy but she demanded respect in the way she carried herself in the way she like responded to everybody on set like she individually asked the hair makeup nails what she was had in mind and what i had in mind and what they had in mind we all agreed on a look and it was settled and we just went to work it wasn't like oh wait we'll fix that or we we'll fix that she had a good humor yeah, yeah, she's yeah. cracking jokes she was giving nobody grief on set and like she killed it like i remember just standing on set and being like i don't know how i'm gonna top this <laughs> really yeah it was such a good day on set i was working with harper's what Bazaar. did you do um cover right no it wasn't a cover it was <clears throat> women of it was like a, it was an it was the, an issue of like women of influence or women of power mm-hmm. and i think lena dunham was on the cover mm-hmm. and it was just uh, an issue of strong women and she was in town for the rogers cup so they harper's Bazaar had to come to toronto to do the shoe amazing so um we were you know at a random in a, in a random like a uh, graffiti alley just off Queen Street and oh, cute. we were in a Winnebago and cute. she was wearing like a Tom Ford onesie in front of a graffiti yeah wall. she had the white right yeah oh she looked banging and she let me polish her nails red oh nice yeah she she said to me she had never um she never wears red and I'm like I find that hard to believe because she's such a nail girl yeah is but, she yeah well she had a line with OPI like Serena the great right, yes I do collection. remember that I do remember and that. I remember being super intimidated because I thought I have no OPI in my kit that's like our <laughs> biggest competitor I have no OPI I what if she wants OPI she works with the brand and she came on set and couldn't have cared less <laughs> but like athletes really get it because it's like they understand okay I need to train, and even if I don't want to train, even if I'm too tired to train, even if I'm this and I'm that, and da 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 da, and they get it, and they do the job, and they go on the court, and they do the work, and then they go and assess what are the things I need to change so that the next time I'm on the court, this will happen. And yes. you know, they really get it. It's so like I wish I was that. Yeah. Like it's, I'm sure there's a ton of emotions and a ton of other things that come into play, but when it's like training and getting to work, it's like black and white, boom and boom. Mm-hmm. 
Like, it mm-hmm. can be that simple if you want it to be. Yeah, it can. And she was awesome. God, why can't I relate this to men? <laughs> <laughs> oh, story Let's of our not lives. get into that. <laughs> Seriously. Do you, like, there's a reason why everything, I'm like, oh, you know, when my job ghosts on me, or... <laughs> Like, it's all dating analogies. Oh, seriously. Essie's my main squeeze. (laughs) It's like the healthiest relationship I've had in my whole life. Yeah. Four months. Essie and I are going so long. (laughs) How long have you been with them? Four years. (laughs) Four years. Um, Two years as the lead nail artist of Essie Canada. And then I got the promotion to global lead educator two years ago. How old are you? I'm 28. That's not normal. (laughs) Cool. We're going to end it on that note. That's not normal. Like I said. <laughs> uh, where can they find you, Rita? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Rita Remark. And um, that's it. I don't do a lot of social media. <laughs> yeah, but you do the social media that you do very well. I do. I'm very, I'm, I'm very cautious with how I curate the photos. It's very are, important. And the way they're presented. Yes. However, my Instagram stories is just a mishmash of what I'm <laughs> bored doing throughout the day. Because I feel like some days I need to just self-express yes on a grander scale and it deletes so it's all good exactly like (laughs) i have my private instagram account but sometimes i'm like i want a platform for everybody to see me (laughs) see me act like a jackass exactly i just want to be a jerk like a nerd every once in a while and not just be so you know camera facing i just want people to like i'm a dork and not a lot of people know how much i'm a dork so i'd like to share that with people i know very well (laughs) yes you do (laughs) (laughs) anyways thank you so much for listening thank you for coming this is so fun yeah this is a blast we'll do it again thank you so much for listening you can follow us on our Instagram at Whip Toronto and Twitter at Whip Toronto, Snapchat at Whip Toronto, <laughs> everything. <Yeah. And> <laughs> totally. Cool. You're like, oh, you post your social. I'm like, add me to Remark on Instagram. You're like, okay, well, you can hit me up on Snapchat. You can hit me up on here. I have a Pinterest page. Yeah, but you know, I'm a social media whore, so oh, that's, that's I love spectacular. it. That's what I need to learn. <laughs> Anyways, thank you for listening. Peace. Thanks, Whip. <laughs> whip. 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 Oh.